Welcome to the Beyond the Boards podcast. Your home for all things hockey. Let's get started. Here are your hosts, Dan Coover and Dylan Terry. All right, Dylan, we are T minus one week away from the bliss that is regular season hockey. Listen, October is a great sports month. We have all the NFL, you have college football, the MLB postseason. Hockey's back. All right, hockey's back. And it's just great. It's fun. There's, there's something to watch literally every night. You're never bored. It's beautiful. Um, so I can't wait. The Lightning and the Penguins, they face off. One week from today, Tuesday, um, because that's when you'll likely be listening to this. One week from today, Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. And then who else plays? It's a Golden Knight, or not the Golden Knights. It's yeah, it is a Golden Knights. Golden Knights in Seattle, right? That's the other game. A week from now, dude, your guess is as good as mine. I haven't even taken a look at the schedule. Seattle gets their first loss (laughs) against somebody. One week from tonight, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. Hockey's back, but. Before we really dive into anything hockey, um, Robin Leonard right now, okay, obviously great goaltender, really good goaltender, has a very unique story. Robin Leonard is going, I mean, when I mean scorched earth, Dylan, he's going scorched earth on the NHL for their policy on, sounds like a lot of teams, according to Robin Leonard, again, we're not saying this, we are not saying this, Robin Leonard is saying this, but what Robin Leonard is saying, it sounds like the NHL is just giving out prescription drugs like candy that's what it sounds like they're doing in their locker rooms yeah that's pretty much my uh whole thoughts on the thing as well like it, it pretty much yeah i mean robin leonard's been there been in the league for a while he's played on a variety of different teams he's played on the islanders he's played um he started out with the Sens. he's played with buffalo he's played literally pretty much everywhere imaginable so i mean if he says it's going on in pretty much every locker room he's been in i mean you got to take the guy's word for it. I mean, uh, right. we all know that Leonard's one of the most honest people in the league. Like, uh, yeah, it certainly so he's, raises he's some questions. Honest. It does. So this was the main tweet that I found insane. He said, is it common for workplaces to give out? I'm going to butcher this, but benzodiazepines. So that's, I believe, Xanax, I believe. So Xanax uh, to employees when they travel and Ambien. Again, I believe Xanax. I'm not a doctor. Don't quote me. I think it's <laughs> all right. He then said, should that not be done by doctors or a psychiatrist um, asking for a friend? This doesn't happen in Vegas, to be clear, but I know many other teams. I also been on teams that do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, I don't think that I mean, that doesn't really shock me. That doesn't really surprise me when I hear that. that's occurring. I feel like it's been a note, but it, that also doesn't mean that it's not a problem. Like that's a massive problem if guys are getting hooked on painkillers that are in the in the NHL because it's a brutal game. You're getting hit a lot, um, and if the league is enabling people to get hooked on those substances, that's obviously bad, right? Wouldn't you say, Dale? <laughs> I mean, Certainly, that, that's not I, good. That's not good. Hot take of the century. <laughs> it's it's certainly not good. I mean, you never want to see anybody go through any type of addiction, no matter what it is, whether it's gambling, drinking, um, like Leonard had in the past. Um, any sort of gambling is or yeah, gambling, Jesus Christ. Any sort of addiction is bad. 
<laughs> um, yeah, and it certainly and, and it certainly and raises another sucks. question too. Knowing that Leonard played for the Sabers, and if they're one of the teams that did this, it just adds a whole new element to the Jack Eichel situation in terms of healthcare and stuff. Yeah, as, as practices that the Sabers have been doing, if that's the case, like that just adds a whole nother piece to the pot and uh, it making making it. Uh, seem like it's going to be a very, very, uh, how should I say this? I don't even know where I'm going with this. Yeah, it's going to be a little (laughs) bit tumultuous, that's for sure. It's adding salt to the wounds, put it that way. There we go. Yeah, it it, it is for sure. Um, So I'm very, very interesting. I'm very, very interested to see where this goes. And he's right. Listen, I agree with Robin Leonard, like, Mm -hmm. you know, with the Jack Eichel situation. Michael's the person who has to live with his body, right? Spinal fusion. Most people who get spinal fusions, they need to get multiple done in their life. So if Michael just wants to go for one full, one foul swoop, he should have the right to do that as, you know, a, you know, a free person. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's a wild all around, but definitely, obviously I think we all need more information to come out. I could see this snowballing though pretty hard. Like yeah. I could actually see this Real. snowballing a lot harder than people think it will right now. It's either going to snowball really hard or the NHL is going to find a way to sweep it under the rug, pretty much like they sweep everything else under the rug. Because, like, I love the NHL, but they have a pretty big history of sweeping big things under the rug. My dad and I, whenever we watch games, we always joke about the NHL's concussion protocol, how, you know, like, we uh, we were at a game a few years ago where I saw a guy got, I mean, knocked out unconscious. Like, he's skating off the ice. And the whole 19,000 people at Amelie um, – we're like, because he, he literally leaned, like he's skating off the ice and he couldn't keep his balance. He almost passed out and leaned back. He's back in the game third period. Like, so the NHL just has a, has just a way of sweeping things under the rug. Dude, um, it, it was funny I, that you say that. I was actually reading, I think it was a tweet the other day. I think it was uh, by Daniel Carcillo, I want to say. Um, he said that some he's a, guy he's that, a big, he's a big like anti-concussion guy. Yeah, he. I was reading the tweet I, he posted the other day. Here, I'll uh, look it up while I'm uh, sitting here. But I'm pretty sure it was something about one of his former teammates is had gotten cleared concussion protocol like 19 different times. Yeah, and was still eligible to play. Like, which is insane. You know, me con- like if 19, 19 concussions, concussions. That's nuts. Like, yeah, you're like it's. That's very dangerous, obviously. So, oh, yeah, just a tad um, bit. <laughs> just a little bit. So. Um, and anyway, then did you I see mean, uh, Elaine Vignol or whatever responded to Leonard today as well? No, I did not. What did he say? All right. I, I um, did see it. I just don't remember. What I, I didn't see the press conference or anything, but um, I'm taking some quotes here in an article from ESPN.com. Um, Vignol said, I was obviously very disappointed. As far as me pushing pills, I don't need another income. I have no idea where that comes from. I don't know what else to say. I have no idea. So, I mean, if he's not admitting to it, but he's not saying that he didn't do it, like, it, it, it kind of raises some yeah, red flags I'm to not, me based listen, on that response. I'm not, yeah. What, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I feel like this could be a scenario, like I said, either the NHL sweeping under the rug or more dominoes are about to start falling pretty soon here, so – yeah, for it's sure. Definitely, definitely an interesting dynamic. Meanwhile, in lighter news, in lighter news, the Vancouver Canucks have locked up their guys, Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes are signed. Um, Pettersson signed a three-year deal worth $7.35 million per year, while Hughes, he signed for six years, 
and 7.85 million per year. Um, personally, great deal for the Canucks, I think. I, I Listen, the Hughes deal is probably a little bit better because they got him for six years. They ate away some of those UFA uh, years. Um, whereas Pedersen's probably going to be due for another raise in three years. Um, but Dylan, what are your, what's your overall take on this contract? Obviously they were going to get the deal done. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really shocked. I think for Pedersen's skill level, I would say that he took kind of a discount. I would say, I mean, he was he, had the he one good the season. He took a bridge. He took yeah, a bridge deal. Yeah, exactly. And Point did the same thing and he got a bag this time. <laughs> exactly. So I think, I don't know. I thought Patterson was going to be a UFA after this deal, but apparently he's an RFA looking at cap friendly here. So yeah, he will be I mean, like 25. The, the Canucks still have control over him, leverage in the situation. Um, I thought that was kind of a hefty price to pay for uh, Quinn. Uh, he did play pretty good his rookie season. And then last year, I think he kind of took a step back if I remember correctly. So um the kid's still young. They got their franchise guys locked up long-term. Um, you're going to need guys like that to build for the future, which obviously the Canucks are kind of in that phase of where they're trying to ship off all their veteran players that were on bad contracts like, uh, uh, shit, what was his name? Louis Erickson, Antoine yeah. Roussel, getting rid of guys like that. <laughs> and then they're trying to bring in Oliver. Oliver bring <laughs> Oliver Ekman Larson. <laughs> Well, he's only 30, but that contract is – But he's, he's so bad, yeah, he can't skate. Yeah, he's not yeah. good anymore. I heard a thing, anymore. too. I think – what was it? Travis Hamanick something was going to be out this year, too. Yeah, um, he might be opting out, apparently, potentially. Yeah, so I heard that as well, so that's going to hurt him on the back end. But um, we can discuss more of the Canucks roster yeah. when we get into our Pacific Division yeah. preview. But, um, um, the most important thing to note about the Pedersen contract is that his last year's salary – um, in this deal. So the year three salary is 10.25 million, which means that when the, when the Canucks tender him um, after this contract is up, the tender will come in at 10.25 million, meaning that's likely going to be the starting point for negotiations um, in a few years when they go to re-up him. So he's going to get quite the pay raise from uh, Vancouver um, in a few seasons. Which so. that could have been the persuading factor of getting him to sign the yeah, oh, and with yeah, so. that 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 probably was so um which is what a lot of agents are doing again Braden Point did the same thing it worked out for him he got a bag and two Stanley Cup so far um speaking of somebody who's not signed our good friend Brady Kachuk um does not want to sign well he, I'm not, it's not that he doesn't want to sign um but he has not signed yet with the Ottawa Senators he's not on the roster um I could see because listen all right listen um, Eugene Melnick is probably the worst owner in professional sports. Like if we're being serious, right? I yeah. can see him letting this go on as long as possible. He doesn't want to. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even know why because it's not like Ottawa's struggling for cap space. You have your your whole lineup. Their average age of their forwards is twenty four years old, and you have millions in cap space. So what is the holdup? It's the owner. The, he doesn't want to pay. He doesn't he's like pay. that's he's, it an alternate captain on a team that doesn't even have a captain right now. So he owes like Mohegan son. He owns like Mohegan son. And listen, Kachuk will eventually be the captain. most likely. but he, that's what I was, this is say. the, this is the owner dude who like owed Mohegan son at one point, like a million bucks. Like guys got like a gambling problem, like, but he won't pay his players. You know, they, they this was a team that what four years ago, they were in the Eastern conference final five years ago. They were in the yeah, 2017. Final. 
And that team just rapidly spiraled down so much. You're talking to guys like Mark Stone in the dressing room, Eric Carlson. Um, you know, they, they, they had players and they just let them Mike all Hoffman. leave. Right. Mike Hoffman. Right. They just let them all leave because um, they're, he's too cheap to pay anybody. Right. He's too cheap to pay anybody. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's definitely crazy. Yeah, to me, it definitely not, doesn't. It, it, I don't understand it. <laughs> to, I yeah. really don't understand it. And it, I, we, I, we I, know I, how good of a relationship Kachuk has had with uh, Tim Stutzel since he was drafted. Right. Too. I, they're living together, I believe, in the apartment still. Like, I just don't and get they, why. they've got some players. They've got yeah. some players, bro. It's just when the owner's too cheap to pay anybody, this is what happens. So it's definitely mm-hmm. disappointing if you're a Senators fan um, here. Uh, you know, moving forward because it's like you, you finally got a you, you got a stud, you got a couple studs, I think, um, and then you don't uh, you don't really use them, or you don't you're not able to pay them because your owners cheap. So, mm-hmm. Senators gonna send man, bad teams stay bad. <laughs> so, and uh, speaking of, I found that tweet by Carcillo about the concussion. It. it says his name was Steve Mon- Montador. I guess he used to play for the Blackhawks with Carcillo. Um, he was cleared for 19 concussions in the NHL. He was cleared for four concussions in a span of 12 weeks while we played together on the Blackhawks. And um, I guess he had 19 brain injuries in just 571 games played. And then he went, he went on like a 10-tweet rant about it, about concussions and stuff. In the Jeez, so yeah. We know the Blackhawks would yeah. never do anything bad, right? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. That's only why we're under fire about five different things right now. <laughs> right. We're, and rightfully so. Um, if, if a lot of what they're saying is, is accurate. Yeah, that's but anyway, ridiculous. Which it sounds like it probably is. But anyway, allegedly. Allegedly. Everything we say <laughs> is alleged. All right. But yeah, crazy stuff. All right. Housekeeping items that we're going to do our Pacific Division preview. Uh, bad news for the Detroit Red Wings. Jacob Verona is out for four months. So, well, that kind of sucks for them. Tough loss. Didn't for them. think they were going to be a playoff team. They have no back end, but still, uh, he's he was a guy who they really liked, and he's been very good for them. So, and now their wings will be a lot more boring to watch, even more so this year. <laughs> yeah, um, which is you know, not everybody. I mean, the Atlantic's going to be tough this year, but yeah. The wings will not be. What was the other one? We have one more thing, didn't we? Oh yeah, Todd Richards. Todd Richards. Todd Richards. Um, the National Predators assistant coach just thought some prayers to him. He suffered a heart attack on Friday, um, but he's good. He, he's going to recover from it, it sounds like, but obviously it's very scary. Um, and, you know, get your heart checked, you know, if you're older and whatnot. You were going to touch on Olympics, too. The Olympic yes, Rosters, Olympics. That was the other thing. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I didn't even want to really touch on this. I really didn't want to touch on the Olympics, but Canada, <laughs> Canada did something so surprising. Seriously, Dylan, ridiculous. It's like, mind-blowing. I don't know I what they're it. thinking. Um, but Canada decided that they were going to name Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, and Alex Petrangelo to the Olympic roster. And I can't, I can't believe that. They take those bumps. Mind-blowing. It's just like they want to lose the United States this year. So which, yeah, They'll lose to China. Not just the U.S. Listen, get dude, hammered by China. I know, bro. <laughs> I know. I can't. I, it's going to be upset of the century. Um, and you know, I know we make jokes about this, but I'm literally going to be up till 3 a.m. 
<laughs> I'm gonna destroy my sleep schedule because I want to watch the U.S. Dude, it, it, I'll be right there with you. Like I said, what was it? The Winter Olympics in 2012 or 2014? I can't remember. Or, no, it was 2012 because I was there for the Hawks' second cup run. But that's literally what led me to be a Blackhawks fan is because of Patty Kane in the Winter Olympics. So it's going to be yeah. a throwback to my beginning days of watching hockey. So it'll be nice. Listen, uh, you know, um, it all comes full circle, dude. It's cool. And then Team, team Sweden also named three guys if you're having Mika Zibanejad, Gabriel Amiskov. So um hopefully Hedman's able to get uh if the United States can't win I'm rooting for Victor Hedman to get his gold even though it'll probably be Canada because that's just what always happens unfortunately it's gonna be um, crazy Victor Hedman the Bucks defenseman <laughs> if you guys uh, seen our uh, Instagram post the other day <laughs> according to Fox 13 news in uh Florida so yeah he could probably yeah so listen Fox 13 great station they just made an honest mistake we like Fox. we love Fox <laughs> They just, it was just a mistake. It's football season still. Um, <laughs> it's been a quick turnaround for hockey. But, yeah, so I, we'll, we'll do, obviously, a lot more Olympic stuff as that as they get closer. Because, listen, I know Dill and I are both big USA hockey guys, so um, it, it'll be a lot of fun. But, all right, let's get into our Pacific Division preview. And I want to preface this Pacific Division preview by saying this division might be the worst division I've ever seen in all my – since they did that realignment least in 2013 where they moved it like this is a horrible division yeah you summed it up it's horrible like it's it's <laughs> it's not even like literally i think we talked beforehand and basically we're going to knock out four of the teams right now ready ready for this four of the teams we're knocking them out right now seattle la anaheim sharks guess what you all have no chances you all have no chance. You have a better chance of Evander Kane staying out of a casino than you have of any of those four teams making the playoffs this year. None of them are going to make the playoffs. Listen, I know some of them might have some prospects or whatever. Not Seattle. But Seattle bungled the expansion draft. They're going to be bad forever. The Sharks have a million bad contracts of, like, geriatric guys. All right. The Ducks and Kings, yeah, I know you have Zegras. You got all your young players. You got Byfield, all those guys. But you're still going to suck next year. Yeah, you're still going to suck next year. So, listen, <laughs> your teams are so bad, it's not even worth mentioning them beyond this. You suck. Okay? <laughs> Deal? I could honestly say that the Flames are in that mix, too. I mean, they got a couple, yeah, you know a couple guys we'll, that are worth watching. but we'll, we'll keep this crap story because the Flames actually at least have an di- interesting dynamic because I have a hot take. The Flames oh, are going to tear it down. They're going to tear it down. The Flames are going to tear it down in the middle of this year. I could see it. They're going. To, I mean, they're going to trade Gaudreau. They might trade Monahan. Kachuk's um, an RFA after this year. He could be going. Yeah. Right. He he could go join forces. Brother in Ottawa? No, I'm just kidding. But dude, I would say he'd go to St. Louis. I think that would be. A spot. I mean, he's originally from St. Louis. And I, I was reading rumblings that uh, him and Brady want to re, reunite in St. Louis. So that could be wild. Yeah. I could so, see so him. I could see St. Louis bringing him in, playing him on their like first line. Why not? Beside, um, right beside uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Like that would be a good combo. You'd have O'Reilly to play a two way game. You'd have Kachuk there to lay the body, create turnovers. And then just put a scoring winner next – or, yes, Jesus Christ, I can't talk tonight. Scoring winger next to them on the other side. It would be perfect fit, I think. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, that, that, that could be fun, but for now he's on the flames. Johnny Gaudreau though, wouldn't shock me if they traded him. Wouldn't shock me if they traded Sean Monaghan. And it wouldn't shock me if they traded a guy like Backlund. Um, listen, their back end really aside from Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev is not good. Um, they've mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Jacob Markstrom this year in goal, but it doesn't matter. Goal like is whoever, awful. whoever plays goalie for the flames, it could be they could it's cursed. prime. Martin Brodeur back there, and he would forget how to play goalies. So, yeah, it's, yeah the Flames suck, too. Yeah, Mike Smith was a dumpster fire. Daniel Riddick was a dumpster fire. Ever since – who was that one dude that they used to Kiprasov, have? Kaprasov, Megan Kaprasov. Yeah. He left. Ever he since retired. then, forget about it's that. It's great trash. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, I, I mean, yeah. And, and listen, my boy Blake Coleman's up there. Coleman, I'm glad you won two cups of Tampa. You're never going to win one again. <laughs> um, unless you leave Calgary. Um, and I get it. They paid you more money than God up there, you know, 5 million bucks a year. Insane. Um, but for a 29 year old, yeah. <laughs> for a 29 year old who signed Coleman's a very, he's a third liner. He's a third liner. He's a very good third liner, but still a third liner. <laughs> and signed through I love 26, 27. Yeah. Yeah. And Blake Coleman, listen at the parade, Blake Coleman threw me a beer. It was intercepted by some, somebody else, but it was to me. I know it was to me. Because <laughs> we like we had like a moment, so I love Blake Coleman. Oh, but so cute! I know it was it was it was sick. It was the best <laughs> moment of my life. No, I'm just joking. But Blake Coleman, love the guy, but you know not worth what they paid him. Um, but yeah, Flames are gonna suck too. So let's talk about the only three teams that really have a shot um, in this division. And I even think that is using it as a stretch. Let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers first because this team has had. Um, elite talent, right? On it. and by elite talent, I mean, um, I mean like highly elite talent um, on it with Leon Dreisaitl and obviously Connor McDavid. But they haven't been able to get over the hump yet. Um, Dylan, what does this team need to do to even have a chance? Play defense. Play defense and get a goaltender in there that can actually do something. Um, that's uh, my uh, thoughts. That's on the asking. Thing. A I lot. mean, we, we we know they can score. Obviously, they've had what what was it last year or the year before? They had like the best power play in NHL history, right? Um, based on stats, McDavid and Drysaitel are always top two in points every single year. Nugent Hopkins can score 50, 60 points pretty much consistently every single year. Um, and then they added some more fire, firepower as well as bringing in Zach Hyman, who's a solid um, guy that can play on the wing. I mean, he can play up and down yeah. your lineup. Yep. Um, Warren Fogel is a young stud. I like Fogel. I like develop. Fogel. I've always liked him as well. Um, Kyler Yamamoto, they re-signed for this season. I don't know how like much him longer yeah, he's, he's going to be there. Um, and actually a guy that I have noticed a lot in the preseason, I've been looking at the preseason stats. I mean, I know it's preseason and I shouldn't be, uh, taking it as seriously as it is, but Brendan Perlini, have you seen his stats for preseason? Who? Brendan Perlini. Perlini? Have you seen? No, yeah, I haven't. He's got four goals in the preseason right now. And I remember his time for the Hawks. He was an, I think he was a decently high draft pick. Um, and he's only 25 years old and he got dropped. I think he, after he left the Hawks, he went to the Red Wings for a few years and then just kind of, or I guess it was one season he went to the Red Wings. And then this past season he spent over in Europe, but he, 
he's only 25. He's got four goals in the preseason. He's a former first round pick 12th overall in 2014 or yeah, 2014. So I wouldn't just give up on him yet either. I think he could come in and be a sneaky good addition on the third line. If he can keep playing at the rate he is right now, but yeah, I, I just saw that uh, that stat stuck out to me the other night when I was looking at uh, preseason stats. I was like, hmm, good for him. Um, but, yeah. They yeah, wild, bro. Um, <laughs> interesting. And then Duncan Keith, obviously, they got him. Yeah. Um, heard, though, they're not putting him on the power play because he doesn't like to take shots. So. Yeah. Um, when he does take shots, he goes uh, one for about uh, 87 anyway. So, I don't yeah. blame him there. Um, but literally the Oilers were having to force him to take shots this off season. They said, so, um, he's not a big fan of taking shots, but anyway, which is um, weird because when he was with the Hawks, he used to shoot all the time. And now just <laughs> last two seasons, I think he's got like four goals combined in the last two seasons. Like it's yeah, been rough. Yeah. Yep. And again, he's just not a big shot guy. So anyway, uh, but that's the Oilers in shell. They should be in the playoffs by default. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they're scoring. Who, yeah, another team who should be in the playoffs by default, um, the Canucks. Do I think that they have the best roster on planet Earth? No, but I think it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good, and pretty good is going to be good enough to get third place in that division, get an automatic bid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so bad. The division is so bad. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. Um. So they obviously, we talked earlier, they locked up Patterson and Hughes. Um, they brought in Oliver Ackman Larson, which would have been a great deal like, gee, I don't know, three years ago. Now, not so much. Yep. Um, it's going to be interesting when they have to trade Oliver Ackman Larkman back to wherever Arizona is playing in a few years because um, they're trying to clear his contract. Yeah, and they'll be putting him but, on injured reserve, long-term injured reserve. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, they'll trade to Tampa so we can circumvent the cap. Um, but, but yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, Dill, what are your thoughts on the Canucks this year? Like, do they have a chance to have some firepower? I really like their forwards. I've always liked the Canucks forward group. Um, I think they're scare, scarily underrated. Um, I honestly, last year, a lot of people were down on the Canucks, and I thought they were going to be good this past season, and evidently everybody else was right, but – to bring in a guy like Connor Garland, who blossomed last year, broke out, put him on a line with like Brock Besser and Elias Pedersen in the center, and then have your second line of like JT Miller, Bo Horvat, and then you can move Tanner Pearson down to your second line. Like, and then you still got Niels Hoglander there too on your third line. Yeah. Like, that is a lot of firepower up front. And I think they're going to score a ton of goals this year. I think uh, it's kind of the same theme as Edmonton, really. I mean, I know those two teams mm-hmm. hate each other, but it's going to become it's going to come down to the Canucks' ability to defend. Like um, I touched on it earlier, Travis Hamonick might not be there for this season. He's like their their second line defenseman because other than Quinn Hughes and well, Quinn Hughes and Tyler Myers, who's getting older. Um, OELs looked in awful shape this offseason based on the videos I've seen. Um, Tucker Pullman's whatever fringe third liner, Jack Rathborn, I, Rathbone, I've never even heard of. Luke Shen is meh, Brad Hunt, meh, and two time Stanley Cup champion. 
<laughs> Luke Shen, put some respect on him. My, my bad. He's more. <laughs> Yeah, press hey, box, he, press, press he, box, two-time champion. He was a healthy scratch in two Stanley Cup finals. That's more than either of us could say. Exactly, right. press box, two-time. I think he maybe played in one game this year in the final, but I don't. Remember. My bad, my bad. But uh, Brad yeah, Hunt, haven't really heard of him. He's old, and Oli Hualevi. I can never say his name right. Um, everybody, he was a high draft pick and everybody said he's pretty much a bust. I mean, he's only 23, but he hasn't really grown like he should have. Um, I think about their only saving grace is they got a nice young goaltending prospect. Oh, he's not really prospecting. I guess he's their starter now, but Thatcher Demko, I think gives them a little bit of an, more of an edge than, uh, Edmonton's goaltending situation, but I see a lot of similarities between, uh, Vancouver's defense and Edmonton's. So um, yeah, I agree. A lot of scoring potential, but also potential to let in five goals a night as well. So mm-hmm. um, unless Demko locks it down, which I mean, he has shown glimpses in the past where he has been able to do that on a nightly basis. So we shall see. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. But definitely interesting. All right. Last team we got a preview Vegas Golden Knights. Obviously, they're the favorite to win the division. Um, but I've got a hot take about the Golden Knights. No oh boy. They're not Stanley Cup contenders this year. Yeah, I would They're not either. Stanley Cup contenders this year. They'll, they'll obviously be in the playoffs basically again by default, but this is not a scary team. This is not a team that that I mean their their depth in the down center ice is just bad, man. It's just not good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have Carlson, Patrick, Stevenson, but it's like they don't I feel like they don't really have a true number one center, which has always plagued them. And obviously they're tough to, to come by, especially when your team is good, right? Mm-hmm. Teams aren't going to be trading their number one centers to you. Um, and then when you're good and you start off hot like them, you're in the playoffs year in and year out like they are. Um, you can't draft It's tough to really one. get one. You can't draft one, right? Because you're, you're picking so late and stuff. So, but it's, it's just, it's not like, like, like hot take with that, like Seattle, they got, you know, veneers, right? Mm-hmm. who is, is going to be eventually, you know, they hope a very good, a very good, you know, top line center. And, we'll and also I just like don't to, think. We'll also like ahead. one of our Instagram posts. Yeah. Maddie Beneers. <laughs> Shout out. Um, but like, I don't know, dude, like I just, I don't, I don't love, you know, I don't love their team. I like their wings, Pacioretty, Marshall So, Stone, mm-hmm. all those guys are deep. They're deep at the wing. They have decent defensemen. Um, but I just don't. And then obviously they lost flurry too. So like, can Leonard carry the whole load this year? Can he play 60 games? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that either. So I, I just don't love them. I don't love them. I like them. Don't love them. Yeah, exactly. I think they will be probably about, if I had to rank them out of every team in the NHL, I would say they're about borderline top 10. I would say eighth, ninth best team in the league. 10th yeah, I best think that's team. fair. I think that's a fair um, spot though, right? Yeah, their center depth. I mean, they did bring in Nolan Patrick, but who knows how he's going to play after all the amount of injuries that he's had and the amount of injuries that he has yet to um, get injured, which I'm sure is going to be more in the future. Um, I've always, like you said, I've always liked their uh, wing depth with uh, Marcia Soul. He's always been one of my favorite players, underrated. I like Riley Smith a lot. Um, they brought in Evgeny Dadnov. I didn't even know they that. They did. Five he's million. Five million. He's okay. For a 32-year-old. Yeah. I he's mean, okay. he's 
He's all right. I mean, he'll probably play the big overpayment. I would say he's he'd probably play what third line for them. Yeah, it'll probably be third or fourth line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he's tripping on the power play too. Yeah, so but, um, that I mean, I like that addition, but uh, then again, last year with the Sens, I mean, he was playing for the Sens. Um, he kind of regra- regressed a little bit to uh, the numbers that he was uh, putting up with Florida. But, yeah. uh, I mean, Vegas, they pretty much returned the majority of their lineup except for um, Marc-Andre Fleury and then another guy to, that we can't forget either. Um, they got Alex Tuck on IR right now too. So once he comes right. back in the lineup, he's going to be another piece that they can add. So um, I like their forward depth um, defensively. They I like their much, wing depth. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I should say. Um, I, I, I still like their defense. Um, Petrangelo, obviously still a stud. Uh, Shea Theodore took kind of a step back last year, but he's still a high, high, um, high end second pair defenseman. Um, Alec Martinez is another year older, so who knows if he'll start slowing down, but he will put his body in front of a moving truck if he has to. He would. Um, Braden McNabb, always been solid, like, third-line guy for them. Um, I think if these guys could add potentially, like, a second-line D-man and then, like, a second-line center – I would say first line center, but I think the price is going to be pretty high. Like at the trade deadline, I would say if they can add like a second line center to come in and just solidify the center position for them uh, heading into the playoffs, I think that might be able to push them over the edge. But uh, yeah, I just don't, like you said, I don't have faith in their center core to put them in the Stanley cup conversation. So. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um to see what Vegas does. I mean, but overall, this division sucks. Um, I, and in some ways, it's nice because I won't have to stay up super late to watch these games. Um, <laughs> the, I still sometimes will. it's like, yeah, I mean, I might sometimes. Like, if the I'm Fox not great. being in the Western but again this year, I'm going to have to true. stay up and yeah, watch all these uh, snoozers. <laughs> yeah. The good news is, uh, and no free ads, obviously, but for those of you who don't know, this is just us doing a public service announcement for the greater good, but watch all the hockey games this year on ESPN plus every single hockey game. So if you don't get it, it's only like six, six, nine a month, I think. So. You That's get for all every NHL sport games. too. Every. You can get well, soccer on there. Yeah. You can get like, yeah. And they're not paying well, us to say that. I'm just that. telling you like as a PSA, just like as a friend here, yeah. like as like a podcast host, a podcast listener, whatever type of relationship you think we have, it's $6 and 99 cents. And yeah. you get every game for, per month, per month, but you get every game. Mm-hmm. So uh, and that's other pretty sports. cool, I think. So. Yeah, and other sports. So I think it's pretty dope. Um, I'm excited to see what ESPN does. but And they'll have, I think, both the home and away feeds on there, just like NHL TV did. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm pumped. I'm excited for the season, man. I, I really can't wait. It's, it's really fun, um, you know, see another banner. I can't wait to see another banner get. I wonder if it's going to look just like the other one. Probably will. Um, we have a lot of banners now in Tampa. We have three Stanley Cup banners. Um, some franchises don't know what it is, or some some franchises like Toronto haven't seen them in, in over fifty years. So, and some franchises um, like Nashville see them every single day. So, yeah. So Nashville, <laughs> they they do get banners. Um, now are they Stanley Cup banners? No, no. But who? Why judge them? 
their part. This is the era of participation trophies. So, oh yeah, you know, and and you know what, podcast listeners, you all get a banner. You all get a banner for listening to our podcast. So, best hockey podcast listeners on the planet, and that's banner for you. That's a banner for you. And we're so glad the season's back. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Beyond the Boards podcast. If you enjoyed it, we hope you will leave us a rating and review, as well as subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Find us on Instagram at the Beyond the Boards podcast, on Twitter at Beyond underscore boards, on Facebook, facebook.com Beyond the Boards podcast, and on TikTok at Beyond the Boards podcast.